Welcome everyone to another episode of the Seedless Villains Podcast, the cultivators of the comic culture. I'm your host, AJ. We've got Luke and Red in the house, in the studio. Good evening, gentlemen. Special Tuesday episode. Yes, I'll be back. I think my dog poop. Oh, all right then. <laughs> in and out. So he's uh, Red is out. Maybe he'll join us in a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> Well, Red wanted to talk about football because his team is on the uh, the up and up. Our teams have been eliminated, so um, I guess yeah. you can't talk about designer love. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even sad about my team. We were out in October. I mean, it didn't even bug me really. I was like, that eh, happens. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Red, uh, your Niners survived another one. Yeah, we're playing with house money. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was a tough game, especially in the snow. Uh, couldn't get a good passing game. Couldn't get a good running game. Defense kept us in. And, what do you call it? Uh, and then we just got lucky on the special teams twice. And the fact that, for some reason, Rodgers cannot beat the Niners, that, that well, helped. He cursed himself because he's still mad at the fact that we didn't draft him in 2005. Not as sorry as the Niners not drafting me. That's what was his last words at 2005. Great. <laughs> you know, we drafted Alex Smith that year, and, and him and Alex Smith have both one Super Bowl appearance each. Granted that Aaron won his and, and Alex did not. Don't, don't remind me about that one, please. <laughs> that was against the Steelers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a Monday night game that we went to. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, it was a great weekend of football. and Some say it was the best weekend ever. Yeah, I would agree. I would yeah, definitely agree. A lot of the – three out of the four were game-winning drives, right? Or all of them oh, were game-winning drives. They were all right? walk-offs. They were all game-winning drives. It was – man, it was, a, it was a great – it was a great weekend. Yeah, you know, knocked out Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You know the perennial quarterbacks of the century. What you know, not a Super Bowl. You know, the last ten years it always involved them, right? And yeah. finally knocked them off the perch. And uh, you got the upcoming guys like Burroughs and Josh Allen. Uh, you know, you got Mahomes. Justin, what was that one guy? Justin Herbert, right? The one. Justin Herbert. Herbert from- Chargers, yeah, yeah. These guys, these kids are coming up. I mean, it's definitely going to be a whole new generation here now. And and I wouldn't be surprised that with Sean Payton leaving the Saints, that we're going to get a mass exodus of these guys. We're going to like. I wouldn't be surprised. Aaron, Tom, and Roethlisberger leave this this season. Well, yeah, that's what I was. I was going to say that there, there's rumors. I mean, all three of them could retire, and, I mean, that's essentially a changing of the guard right there, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But if Aaron is still adamant on playing, his best destination, I think, would be either the Seahawks or Pittsburgh. So you're saying that um, – Part of any team that's rebuilding, he wants to be already established in a team with weapons that needs a few pieces and a, and a great quarterback. So you're saying Wilson's out out of Seattle then? I'd say so. so. I'd say he's probably probably out because I don't think Carroll's going to go. I don't think Carroll's done yet. And the other, other the the only other team I would think that that Aaron would want to go. I think they would have to trade for it, but you know the Rams. I don't know if they've. Who did the Rams have right now? They got um, Stafford. Stafford, right? Yeah, he's younger, right? What? Yeah, he's he's the he's younger though. So he's younger, but this is his first playoff appearance or, or his se- uh, second second playoff this week. But he, you know, all this time with the with the Lions, that he never made it off to the to the, to the postseason. Yeah, I mean, wow, he never made it to the postseason with the Lions, not even once. Uh, I can't recall, but he's never won. 
until until this season. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I mean, Stafford's thirty three, Aaron's thirty nine, thirty eight, something like that. They're on there, so they're not too far apart. But I wouldn't give up Stafford for Rodgers at this point. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Thirty three for thirty eight. No. Yeah. Thirty three for twenty three. Yes. <laughs> I think Aaron has a, a few more miles more to go versus Brady. Yeah, it's Brady is starting to look. He took a turn this year where, like, his skin's starting to look kind of pull. He's starting to kind of look like an older man, like a middle aged man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The no has that like youthful glow. He has that like very. He he looks like a middle aged man. I mean, <laughs> he's forty four. Dude, nineteen seventy seven. He's he's our age. Yeah, I mean. He doesn't he's on this crazy diet where like he doesn't eat strawberries or tomatoes. I don't know. That must be a a, a fat like keto and, and 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 the whole you know No, he's got a new his nutritionist. Really? No, you know, I mean it's a it's su- his super <laughs> controversial nutritionist. They TB12, say has more- Alex Alex Guerrero, right? I don't even know his name, but he's, people say that nutritionist has more pull than the head coach with Brady. Wow. And he, he's yeah. at all the games. He's on the field at every game. Yeah, he's in the sidelines. His nutritionist. He's, like, in charge of, like, Tom's entire everything. Regiment. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised wow. if Tom gives him a million dollars a year. Probably gives him a million dollars. the same for LeBron. LeBron probably the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, LeBron—they said LeBron spends a million a year on his uh, on a chef and on just like his old total body like maintenance. So I'm pretty sure Brady's on that same boat. Oh, chef! If we had that kind of money, we'd be on it too. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. have this. <laughs> we have we have this this these aging specimen right here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is as sexy as it can be. Exactly. Red, Red, I gotta ask you what what's your confidence level that um that they'll win it all, the Niners? Uh none. None right now. None? All right. And I, I I have to keep on this level, that way I'll never be disappointed. If I ever I mean, get fight with my team and then I have high expectations for them to win. And they lose on Sunday, then definitely I'll be I'll be heartbroken. But if I keep my expectations low, then I'll never be disappointed. That's true. True. It's very true. I mean, um doesn't help that Garofalo doesn't doesn't uh doesn't play the best, you know? Well to his credit, I mean he's four and one. And he's thirty eight and seven with, with with the team is thirty eight and seven with him playing and uh fifteen and twenty five when he's not. Yeah. He's a winning quarterback. The system works for for him. He may be throwing with a bum thumb right now, but you know, a few more days of rest, maybe I'll get it back up to par. You know, but you you've got to break some eggs before you make an omelet, right? So you if he knows how to win. So even though he throws a couple of shitty throws, and then the, at least the defense and the special teams are there to back him up, keep the game close. Yeah, then find a way to win. Just give the ball. What's his name? Debo, right? That guy's he does everything. Oh, Debo and, and Kittle. Oh, that's Kittle, right. Kittle down the middle. Yeah. Yeah, Debo, my favorite player right now. Mm-hmm. Guys, so that electric. guy is a monster on on both the backfield and you know long yardage. Yeah. So he, He's their um, what do you call it? What who did Brady have before that the played the the slot back? Or the oh slot yeah, back? Edelman was it Edelman? Edelman? Yeah, he's he's the Edelman, but with more power and more talent. Yes. Yeah. Well, That's let's get into oh, or wide receiver coach too. Wait, what was that? I think Edelman is their wide receivers coach. Oh, the for the side. Niners, really? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, I mean, I mean, that'd be cool if he won it because I don't think he ever won it with Brady. With Julian, yeah, he did. 
Oh, he did? Yeah, good horror did. But, you know, he's won seven, right? <laughs> yeah, but there was that one There was that one player that played with them and uh, never won it with Brady. Like, it was during those, like, lean years. I could have sworn him, maybe it's not Edelman, but someone else. Ah. Well, wherever it is, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, let's get into some uh, comic news. This is something I didn't know about until you guys brought it up. So, Luke, it seems like you know most of this information. Uh, DC executive Daniel Cherry III is leaving uh, DC. Want to give us some more insight on that, Luke? Uh, it, it's kind of telling in where DC's going. I, I mean, I don't know where they're going. It's they're in they're in pretty big disarray right now the when you look at this their sales number um i think last week i was looking at comicron it lists comic sales number monthly numbers mm -hmm. all the way back to like 1983 it's crazy you can look at every hot hot of the top 20 selling comics and when you go and, and look in the top 20 the only dc books are are Batman comics only, and then um, Nice House on the Lake broke the top twenty for the um, first three. Years. But they lost. Uh, they lost time in the fourth. They couldn't keep him. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that he left um, because one of DC's writers tweeted. Um, we no longer want white males working here. BIPOC, LGBTQ plus only, please. Wow. Wait, who wrote this? An executive? Um, writers. And then, funnily enough, Tynan, who I believe is gay, or he's at least queer, um, he left. I don't know if that's why, but... <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely seems like there is a, there is some tension going on in he DC. Is openly bisexual. Yeah, he's a total. He's total. I mean, he calls himself queer. He's like, I'm a total queer. You know, I'm bisexual. Yeah. Well, Wikipedia says that, so that's confirmed. <laughs> so, so with him, with that tweet calling out for people to work LGBT folks to work at DC only. I don't, I don't think Yeah, but she quickly deleted it. She oh, quickly okay. deleted it, but but it, the damage was a lot yeah. of people already screen grabbed it and and well, you know what? She may have not even deleted. It. You can I forget her name, but I thought it was a very kind of like you're right for DC Comics. You're supposed to be inclusive of everybody. Like, come yeah. on now. <sighs> Um, E-Man put up that whole wokeness of things. That's great. I mean, DC just hired a, a transgender actress to play one of the Batgirl characters in the in the feature film, and uh, but some people just don't want to be placed in the spotlight as far as like social uh, issues like that, and maybe that's why he left. Yeah. Um. E-Man, who's watching the show, he said, isn't Titan still writing DC versus Vampires, A Nice House, and a few other books? I know he's doing A Nice House, but that's just a miniseries. And same with DC versus Vampires. So he's probably fulfilling whatever contractual yeah, stuff Yeah, his contract ends in March. So he's he we're, is going to be working through March. So Yeah, well, most likely. He's he's not on a, like a on a book by book basis. He's already got the the thing all the um, I guess the the stories are written down. So did you yeah. have now? Mm -hmm. Um, but that sucks for DC as far as like you know getting not getting the sales that they they're looking for in the fourth quarter. But I think every every comic book company has had a hard last two years for sales anyway, just because there's a shortage of paper. Shorters on people, you know, working the, the the print, and then on top of that, the uh, you know, 
I guess online sales and, and delivery are pretty bogged down just because there are just so many people buying stuff from home. Yeah. And thefts. There's a lot of thefts. Really? Yeah. Uh, I know my, my local local guy got his shipment stolen most of the time, especially from the uh, the FedEx trucks. So, who, oh, wow. so whoever's running the FedEx, what, was it DC doing the FedEx out of Penguin? I don't know. It's it's somebody, but definitely, yeah, they they <laughs> a lot of stolen shipments in the Stockton region. It's probably their DC books. Well, I mean, the thing is also, I, I don't even. One thing also, when you look at the sales, there's also like the variant books, right? Like Marvel always puts out variant books far more than DC, so that could be a thing, could be a deciding factor, and then like. Because in all honesty, the, the books that I read that I'm more entertained with are the DC books over the Marvel stuff. So I don't know what's going on. I'm more interested in the in the DC stuff that I do read. Well, is that more based on the creative head making decisions on which books should go out and you know which ones to stop? So the buck does stop with, with, with Jim Lee, right? I don't know. I don't know what what how much say Jim Lee has in uh, DC Comics. And, and most most of the guys now are want their own properties published, so they would either self publish or go through Image to you know write their own stories and draw their own art. Yeah, you have your own schedule to to work with. Uh, what what does James Jim, James uh, Tinian have on at at an uh, image right now? At image, yeah. uh, just I think the um, what is that department department of, of truth? That's it. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's a but so far pretty successful series right now with them. Yeah, and then he, he obviously has something's killing the children and House of Slaughter. But boom. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what was it? 3 4 months back they were all going into that one website thing that Substack, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what happened to that? Is that still a thing? I'm subscribed to James Substack and I I don't I can't remember when I got an email last. It kind of like came and went very fast. Well, just like you know, they came in with DC Fandom and then disappeared after DC Fandom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Seriously, made, yeah, just it's gone. Yeah, they made big news, made strides with their their little TV shows, cartoons, and and movies set up. And well, and now they're killing off the um, the Justice League. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I mean, they're gonna come back, obviously, but. Yeah, but but I think yeah. the the main thing that's really hurting them right now is the restructuring of AT and T. So what what they're 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 selling that part of the entertainment business from WB. Do you think that Disney will buy DC Comics from AT and T? I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah, I don't think so. That would be crazy if they're Marvel and DC were under one umbrella. That'll be. They're gonna push all of their new characters. So like um, Superman's gay son is going to take over for him after Superman dies. You know what I mean? I John Kent, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, but how many times does Superman have to die? <laughs> In our he's lifetime. Only, he's only died once, technically. Well, not technically, reactually. He only died once in the comics. Yeah, the, that major event during 1992. And then, was it that long ago? Damn, I can't even remember. Yeah, it was a freshman year. Okay. But that is something those um those Superman books from December and that, that are coming out right now, they're saying that their order numbers are the lowest Superman in history. What that means is that there's not a lot of people reading Superman right now. But what it does say is that those books are going to be more scarce and thus probably more valuable. Yeah, when there's a 
when there's heat on a new character and they're pulling it from those stories, and yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I would be I would be kind of putting you know a few copies aside of of his son, and I think it's a compelling storyline. You know, the term go, "get woke, go broke." I, I mean, you gotta try something new. I mean, they were saying that they were saying that same shit back in uh, the '60s when Stan Lee was introducing black characters, right? Like they're yeah, saying it's gonna ruin comics. You can't help, you know what I mean? You're introducing yeah. black people into comics. It's like, <laughs> yes, like it's comics. It's these aren't real people, first of all, and second of all, let's explore some new themes, like. Try it out. Yeah, and and I have to say, with DC, I mean, I know they lost James Tynan, but Joshua Williamson and Tom Taylor is still there, and everything they write is, I mean, I I loved everything they've written. You well, know? and Tom Taylor just signed a huge fat new contract with them. So, oh, with DC, oh, perfect. I mean, that with IG on it. Yeah, I mean, if as long as he's there and 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 Joshua Williamson, I mean, I think that if they allow those two to um, write a lot of the the bigger name books, they'll be fine. People will 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 eventually word of mouth. They'll come back and and purchase those books from them because they are great writers. I think so. And Jim Lee's pushing it, you know. You know, Jim's got a even in his own family, he's got kids of every ilk, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone everyone just kind of art is portraying your actual life and however you express it. So yeah, and probably people are just burnt out on especially like regular comic book readers that they're looking for a new story, nothing recycled. And you know, comic books do go go through their ebbs and flows of you know through the last couple of decades. Yeah. You know, maybe we're just hitting that lull where you know stuff just seems the same. So we're just waiting for the next big thing to come out, and then people start buying again, reading again. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it has a lot to do with the um, the new themes of. Of Superman's son being gay and no, nothing like that at all. I mean, if that's a great story, people will read it. I think it's just a natural. Well, no, I don't think it's just. A, I I think it's more of indicative of something systemic going on in the business of things at DC. Yeah. Than like these things, you know, like this guy, like the VP leaving in the middle of the year. Yeah, and two years ago, them firing like thirty percent of their staff. And then, then on top of that, most of the publishers left Diamond, you know, the one company that was really pushing out the, the books for them, and going to their own publishing. And so that ruined the business for everybody, having to go through three uh, vendors. Well, yeah, and, D- and then DC went to DC in the past two years has been now in three or four different distributing companies. So that in and of itself would kill a company. <laughs> yeah, there's that's, a lot of confusion probably as far as where to order books and all that stuff. Yeah, like me, I set up my Diamond account. I placed a big order at DC. Then all of a sudden, oh, well, no, we're not doing it anymore. You have to order and you have to order through this Luna system. And, and then it was, oh, well, you don't get your discount. And then no one was, nobody was ordering. And then they're like, oh, no, no, okay, you guys have your, you guys get your discount. They were literally trying to make shops order comics at full price. DC was. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> so there's no, yeah, then you can't make any money at all then. Yeah. So people were like, I guess we're not ordering DC comics. Yeah, so there was like a two or three month window where shops literally weren't making anything they were still ordering it but um back and then oh man looks like a total mess yeah yeah well on top of that you had you had what diamond sending you empty boxes for 25 bucks a piece 
They just did today. Uh, still? I thought you took a credit card the system. They sent me a box and they sent me a poster. One poster in this box and it was for... um. You know that Radiant Black comic that was came out last year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a new one called Radiant Red. I thought I'd be oh, red. <laughs> Radiant Red. Radiant Red. Red the Rain Red Ranger. What's up, Don? Donovan from House. Wow. It it yeah, it you know, it's looking really, really well now to that they're all gonna transition transition over to the digital. Just because everything's like a, such a clusterfuck with with the ordering system with three vendors, right, right. I don't know, man. And the whole collecting game is going to change within a decade. Just, just, just like anything new is going to be all digital, and everything's going to be non fungible tokens, <laughs> NFT comics. Maybe it could be. I mean that that's one way to get people to start buying that. You know, make it a limited comic book. Digital limited digital comic book, right? Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if they start selling like individual pages as an NFT. Possibly, yeah. Because you know everybody's going to that digital medium. You know, traditional media is not going to be there much, very much longer, unless you know you're at a convention and they're still drawing on paper. I don't think they're, they're able to take their their tablets or whatever they can work. They're working with at home to do remarks. Yeah. So it, anything that they're gonna draw on or sign, it's just gonna be stuff from 2025 and below. <laughs> very, I mean, that could very well happen. Yeah, maybe sooner than we think. Oh, then it won't put us out of business. I mean, we're still talking about comic books or comic panels or what electronic comics and and movies. They're still gonna they're still gonna write those stories. We're still gonna read them, enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go on to some Marvel news. Um, I guess a certain actor has filmed some scenes in the new Guardians of the Galaxy rumor, or Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, again, I knew nothing about this, but you guys did. So, Red, you want to fill us in? Uh, I don't know much of uh, Chikuti Wuji, if I'm really, really butchering that name. So this this character is extremely powerful. I have I have no other idea what's in the in the Guardians universe, so I can't speculate on this. What do you think, Luke? Um. Well, he's great in Peacemaker. First of all, I I like him a lot. Um, Chuck. I think he goes by Chuck. Is what he goes by. Yeah. Um, James Gunn put a tweet out about him saying he he took a role that every major actor in Hollywood would die for. What that tells me is that it's somebody other than because a lot of people are speculating high evolutionary. Yeah, okay? I just saw an article on it right now. Yeah. And high evolutionary has an interesting He's got a funny name. It's like Herbert or something. I forget. Um, but he's got Thor 133, 134. He first appears in. He's got a really funny backstory where he's a gen- geneticist and he kind of plays with. Um, he's also a deity. He plays with. Uh, so the, so are, is he the creator of Rocket Raccoon? They're going to have like a, you know, some kind of. He gets to meet his creator. I think also, it was, Rocket gets his uh, origin story. Rocket gets his origin story. That would make sense. Rocket Rocket's origin in the comics. Um, it's it's a group of like alien psychologists that create him. Kind of. It's weird, but like it's never like named who created him. It's just like a group of like. Crazy aliens who made. Yeah, they were guessing the specifics, especially with like a like a backstory like that. Not until someone like um, flushes it out. Yeah. So, so, what are your your uh, thoughts on who who uh, this actor is going to play? Then, if it's someone who every major actor in Hollywood would want, I'm going to say Silver Surfer. 
That's a good spec. So then he's going to just just voice act it, and then they're just gonna, I guess, maybe have like a like Rocket Raccoon type of thing where it's all CGI. And he's just voice acting it. Uh, maybe not that. Maybe more like a Josh Brolin type of thing, you know, where he wore like the dots and the oh, the like yeah, the, uh, yeah, the yeah. mocap stuff, little balls all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Curtis, the thing he, he he voiced Silver Surfer. The first Fantastic Four or second Fantastic Four movie. Who voiced it in the in the Fantastic Four movie? Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy, who's Cowboy Curtis? Oh, forgot his real name. Hold on. Cowboy Curtis is uh, Honest Fishburne. Oh, really? He he was the. Uh, I, I was Lawrence. not aware of that. Yeah. Silver Surfer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that would be cool if it, they actually used Lawrence Fishburne as Silver Surfer's voice. I wouldn't mind that. He's already um, Giant Man in the MCU. He is? Yeah. He was on Ant-Man and Wasp. He was with the... Oh, um, that's right. Just briefly, though. Yeah. Yeah. He was He was working with, uh, with, with Hank Pym. I mean, are they done wrapping up Guardians? Done. It just finished. Zoe Saldana just posted um, a pretty funny Instagram like two days ago with her like washing her face so all the green makeup. Oh, oh man! What well, does that mean? Their their holiday special is also done. I don't. What do you mean holiday special? Yeah, I don't know holiday special. They said they were supposed <laughs> to have a, a holiday special before they released the volume three. Okay, that sounds awesome. It's within the spirit of the Star Wars holiday special. I love it. I'm all animated or live action. Live action, live action with 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 fucking with a musical number and dances. Oh, that that I'm re- I'm ready for that. I don't know about all that, but okay. I mean, it's <laughs> just very nostalgic right there. Just to have those actors have fun after they make the their trilogy. I know. You know how I felt about the uh, the uh, Hawkeye musical thing, Avengers well, musical. It, it makes more sense now that I saw a meme where you know why they included Ant Man, and most likely someone out their window saw Ant Man, Captain America, Iron Man, and the Hulk outside when they when they they time traveled, and so they put oh. two and two together, like Ant Man was there in two thousand twelve. Yes, he's in the musical. <laughs> I I love it. I, I I honestly, the first when they when they brought the musical up in Hawkeye, I was like, I was like, this is so stupid. But then at the end, I was like, I would I would go. Was, I'd buy a ticket. Well done. Well, was well done. <laughs> but it kind of messes with their their whole theory of, of 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 time travel, where you go back to the past, but you don't change your current timeline, right? Nothing, nothing changes there. But now you have somebody writing and directing a a musical and saying these cast of characters were there when, when in reality, Batman wasn't there at all until. Yeah, uh, oh, that's true. That's right. So, so that... now we're back to the old Back to the Future uh, theory of of time travel. Uh, you know what? They should just make the back to Back to the Future theory of time travel like the easiest way to explain time travel. Well, well <laughs> majority of our lifetime where we we see time traveling movies, it is what it, it, it's that it's that theory yeah. where time is yeah. linear. So when you can go back and redo things, that it changes your future. Yeah. You know, hot time machines like that. Uh, what else? Uh, Black Knight when. Martin Lawrence. Um, all the time travel movies are there. There's a ton. <laughs> I just can't think of them. Yeah, well, who's this guy? Russian name? Oh, butterfly effect. Butterfly effect, butterfly right? Butterfly effect, yeah. No, but if you guys watch Twelve Monkeys, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty eerie how similar it is to today because the guy who releases the uh, the virus. 
with uh, do you guys don't remember that Brad Pitt? I think wait, no, Brad Pitt. Our, our, yeah, Brad Pitt and no, no, that <laughs> you Twelve Monkeys is Brad Pitt and okay, Bruce Willis. Butterfly Effect is Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked Butterfly Effect a lot too, actually. But yeah. I loved Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys is one of my favorite movies, actually. It was just on TV just like a couple months back, actually. Well, they made a series. I I haven't watched the series, but yeah, they made a series on Sci-Fi. I, I didn't really yeah. catch it either. But speaking of Brad Pitt, I mean, they they show the Fight Club on Saturday just to honor uh, Meatloaf, you know, because Meatloaf <laughs> had a COVID. <laughs> I mean, he would do anything for love, but he won't do that, right? Hey, he wouldn't. He wouldn't wear a mask. So. <laughs> Sorry, guy. <laughs> that's that's how he he died from COVID. Yeah, yeah, died from COVID. Then we lost uh, Louis Anderson the same day. Oh, uh, he died of cancer. Mm, I think there was one more, but it's like a lesser known. Bob person. Saget and um, oh, Bob Saget, Betty White. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I didn't know that Sidney Poitier died just recently too. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, they had they had this whole uh, thing on NPR like a month ago. I'm like, dude, I didn't know that guy died. Man. Well, dude was like 93. He was that old? Yeah. Uh, I thought he was like in the 70s, but no way. He, he was in the 70s by when 1990 or something, or not 1990, but the beginning of the, the century. Oh, okay. Well, let's go on to a little bit of other uh, movie news with the MCU. Um, I don't know how true this is, but um, there's been talks that uh, Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, um, has been in talks with Marvel to play a role. I've been hearing around the internets that uh, it could be possibly Doctor Doom. I'm just going to start off and say, no, please, no. I do not want Timberlake as Doctor Doom. Why? Why not? He did pretty good on the the, the other movie. Um, when he exactly <laughs> what what movie did he do oh, good? Uh, in? The one where you have the the clock on your wrist, a digital clock, and and when the time runs out, you die. Okay, I remember that movie. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, oh, Black Snake Moan. I never saw that one, but. Uh, Shoot, I can't remember any other Justin Timberlake movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know what? To me, like, I don't think he's that great of an actor. First of all, like, you're gonna bring in Doc. Let's just say that he is Doctor Doom. Wouldn't you want someone a little more established as an actor? Someone who who can make who we can believe. What his his time in the Mickey Mouse Club doesn't count enough for acting credits. No, it doesn't. I, I think it does. <laughs> so you're you're okay if if he was Doctor Doom. If if Kevin Foggy handpicked Justin Timberlake for that role, there there has a, there has to be a reason why. Maybe it's just his voice. Then maybe maybe it's a completely different actor in the in the suit. And he's just a voice. Bieber. Then I would have second questions. I mean, I'll be second guessing that. Uh, Luke, you've been kind of quiet on this. He's still thinking about it. I know. I actually, I don't mind Justin Timberlake that much. It's kind of an intriguing. It's an intriguing proposal to me. How so? Please well, elaborate. Kind of like um, you know, Jaden Smith is lobbying to be Miles Morales. <laughs> Yeah, that so, one, I, I can't. I can't handle that news if it if it comes true, but I'll still watch it. I would still watch it, of course. I just think a, a brand newcomer would make Miles much more compelling. I think. Yeah, and Justin Timberlake, though I don't know. I mean, how many Doctor Dooms have we had so far? I mean, hasn't there been at least one or two in the Fantastic Four movies? Two. Yeah. This one, which was uh, Julian McMahon. No, there's the the very first Fantastic Four movie, the 
the, yeah, the, Julia direct, McMahon with a, with no, the one the direct to video that came out in like 1990 really? or something like that. Oh, check the old IMDb for that one. Fantastic Four, 1990. I don't, I don't even think uh, Marvel let that one out. Like they, they wanted to put that out, but it just so happened to be leaked. <laughs> or there's an animated series in 1994. Uh, oh, there's there's a 1994 one. Okay, let's see who was in it. Oh, it looks horrible. But Julian yeah. McMahon was pretty forgettable, and he's a pretty accomplished actor. So he you was, know what he I was mean? great on Tuck. Yeah, he was great in that show. Okay, yeah. That, so Julian was the second one. Joseph Culp was the first Doctor Doom from the 1994 film. And and that guy also was in Madman. I just don't know what he played. Let me look here. Oh, really? The same the same actor was Doctor Doom. Yeah, he played Archie Whitman. All right. Well, speaking of Madman, I would rather see John Hamm's Doctor Doom than That's, Timberlake. That would, that would be my pick. Damn, that's actually. Oh shoot! If you go to Google and you type in John Hamm D O. Doctor Doom comes right up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a lot of speculation on that. He would oh, be fantastic. Hey, he would be. I, I came with John Ham Dong. <laughs> His dick. <laughs> guess that's my search history. I guess. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> when I, the the auto complete when you do the search. Oh, says, Dong, oh. John Ham Dong. Instead of John okay. Ham Doctor Doom, it says John Ham Dong. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that that's pretty random. But yeah, I mean, I would I would rather see uh that would be a great casting. Let's do it. Do- Dr. Doom, uh John Ham and then uh John Krasinski is uh fantastic Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Reed. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Yeah, he did, did he did pretty well on the uh on that one Amazon show. Um what was it called again? Uh Reach not Reacher. Is it Reacher? No, no, no. I know the um it was the uh, um Ryan? Yeah, uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, that's it, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did so uh, you, you if you if you forget about his time as being Jim Halpert, yeah, I think John Krasinski could Pull off a pretty good uh, Reed Richards. Oh, I mean, let's not forget, he was the the a Quiet Place, right? Was it Quiet Place? Yeah, he was on Quiet Place. Yeah, that was his movie. Yeah, but he his character dies in the middle of it. Yeah, but I mean, it was still a good good acting in that movie. Actually, actually it's towards the end. Well, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a package deal with him and and his wife. I, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, I would be okay with that actually. Emily Blunt's super hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but like not like, you know what I mean? She's got like a elegant beauty. Yeah. Where yeah. where as in Jessica Alba was the teenage boy's wet dream of of. Yeah, uh, I never believed. I never once believed Jessica Alba. We all just wanted to see her in tights. You know, blonde haired and and you know with the bustier, the acting could be shitty and we still love it. Hey, I still want, I still want Chris Evans as a Human Torch in the uh, (laughs) Multiverse of Madness movie. All right, I still want that little cameo. (laughs) And speaking of, did you guys hear about uh, Tom Cruise playing Tony Stark in the Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, that's that that's been going around for the last two years. I wouldn't mind that. That that would be pretty cool if, if they did do that. Oh, it's a multiverse. Yeah. Start? Yeah. Yeah. I see it. That would actually be pretty badass. There's so many things speculated about that movie. It's like bananas. I mean, I'd be I'd be more impressed if they do an amalgamation of of that plus uh, Tom Cruise's character in Tropic Thunder, 
but if if it's less Grossman in an Iron Man suit, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm way down for that. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen, man. Because uh, you know, I think partly why Tom Cruise did that Tropic Thunder movie was uh, he, he was kind of like not in that not like he he had he was having a bad rep around that time with the whole Scientology thing. Yeah. Oh, plus he was friends with Ben Stiller. It's a, it's a great cameo and a great film to be in. Yeah. Just to get your uh, your your stock back up. <laughs> they were Grant, supposed. Go ahead, Red. Granted, he was already making money from Mission Impossible and uh, uh, what was the other other series he did? Uh, I forgot the rest, but definitely in Mission Impossible, that was that that series was wasn't going downhill. And then in between that, he was making like Jack Reacher and and a bunch of other action films. Uh, they're up and now, but you know they they still made money. You know his 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 uh his fame and his reputation never really wavered after the whole yeah. Scientology thing. I mean, there was um there was rumors years back that um Tom I don't know if I said this before, but Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller were supposed to do a Hardy Boys uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah, like they were going to be the adult Hardy Boys. It was going to be a comedy, and uh, that would have been that would have been a great movie. I would have loved to see that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I think it will work better with uh, Will Ferrell and um, who was the other guy uh, uh, that played his brother on John C. Riley? John C. Riley, yeah, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell as the Hardy Boys. I don't know, man. Ben Stiller and Tom Cruise, they have great chemistry together, though. They sure do, but not as much as John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Ben Stiller and Tom Cruise would have been a different, like a fresh take on a on a buddy duo that we don't ever really get to see. We've seen John C. Riley and um, Will Ferrell in plenty of movies together, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Talladega Knights, uh, Step Brothers, uh, the Sherlock Holmes, and Doctor and Doctor Watson. Um, I think am I missing one? I think there might have been like maybe one more, but I can't think of it. Was he on Casa de mi Padre? No, wait, no, no, it's not. Never mind. That was all Will Ferrell, and that yeah. movie was all Spanish. Well, tomorrow's new comic book day. Are you guys uh, planning on hitting up the shops and getting anything? <laughs> Look at Herb's comment. <laughs> three Tropic Thunder is three amigos set in view. Yeah, kind of is actually. <laughs> That's funny. I never, I'm, I never thought about it that way. That's a, that's a pretty good, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good comparison there. That's great. But yeah, you guys pick up anything tomorrow at the shops? Uh, nothing. I really I went to the shop today just because I got off early, but I didn't really see anything there. And then the releases from Comic Geeks didn't really excite me. Neither did Comic Collector. Okay. So I ended up just picking up Funko since they but already had the uh, collection of uh, Demon Slayer pops over there. Oh, all right. Yeah. Did you pick up uh, all of them or what? Uh, just uh, Tanjiro and Kabutsuji. Is that how you say the name? The bad guy? Mm. I'm not. I don't even know who that is. That looks like Michael Jackson. That oh, okay. The the main bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Um. Damn. Uh, Actually, this one supposed to be coming out. I know John Jank. Oops, sorry. John Jang's supposed to have a a, a variant of Cowboy Bebop. Either John Jang or or Aaron Barling. So if you guys already did your pre-orders, it should be arriving this week. Okay. Now, does your shop, do they put up books on Tuesdays? Or you just happen to go there? I just happen to go there. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Depending on the year, their uh, their delivery schedule. If they got their theirs in the day before, then they'll put it out. Well, just for me, if but most of the time they'll they'll put it out when it comes on uh, Wednesday mornings. Gotcha. And the antagonist for Demon Sailors Muzan, the first name, yeah. Yeah. Kibutsuji. Yeah. I'm not Japanese, man. I don't want to butcher the name. All right, all right. <laughs> Luke, are you uh, picking up anything from the shops tomorrow? Uh, no, no. I'm pretty much just buying back issues right now. Uh, unless you got the first Stray Dogs Dog Days, part two's coming out tomorrow, and this is it's only a two two story uh, two book arc. Yeah, I still have to find out what's coming out tomorrow. I don't know what what I'm picking up, but definitely on Thursday I'll let you guys know. Um, I think there was a there's a Wolverine book that I picked up last week, and I guess it's a ten issue miniseries. Um, well, and I well, think what's the second be Wolverine, and this one is X Deaths of Wolverine. That's yeah, that's out. it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's actually been a pretty good read. So I'm going to pick that up. So if um, you're looking for a good Wolverine story, so far it's been pretty good. So pick up last week's issue, and then pick up tomorrow's issue. Oh, for E-Man, Saga 55 comes out tomorrow. Actually, I think they're doing a midnight release for that. I think certain shops are doing like a midnight release. So for all those Saga fans, I think all of – well, I've read Saga. Luke, have you read Saga? Um, Yeah, I read the first few issues, and then I didn't read the whole thing. Oh, so oh that's right. That's the big one coming out tonight. Yeah. 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 At midnight. So yeah, you were a big... yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not going out for that though. Yeah, me neither. You're not a big saga fan? I liked I liked the early issues, but it kind of lost me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Red, have you read Saga at all? No, no, I didn't really catch my eye. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that's a that's a big book for all you saga fans. Just a reminder to pick that up. Uh, yeah, to your hiatus, not just coming back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for everything we wanted to cover. We'll be back well, on Thursday. Well, most likely, if the if tomorrow's episode of Boba Fett's gonna be good, then I don't think we'll be talking about comic books at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, like like at the end of Boba Fett last week, you know, the whole Mandalorian theme comes up. I'm I'm hoping that we get to see you know, at least uh uh. What's her what's her face? Uh Katie Sackoff and her 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 character. I doubt we'll see um Dinjarin, but we'll see we'll see with some sort of Mandalorian there. Maybe. They're gonna hire a whole uh, whole army to fight the uh the whole uh mafia, the Pike Mafia. I could see them bringing in yeah, I could see him bringing in Din. You know what I could also see him doing? I could see them if he's not available because Pedro Pascal's like, yeah, and everyone wants a piece of Pedro Pascal right now. Yeah, and it I could, could be just a guy in a suit. He'll just voiceover. Yeah, voiceover, totally. I mean, there's rumors of that's what was happening in the Mandalorian, and then that's why he wanted to do more scenes with his mask off because he wanted to prove. That he was yeah, actually the guy behind the the uh, the outfit. There's um, well, there was two stunt doubles. One was a woman, actually. Um, and you could kind of tell in one of the scenes that he's walking like that's a woman's wife. <laughs> 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 it's funny. What what would you be surprised if 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 Boba Fett because it's in the same timeline that um he asked Luke Skywalker for help. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that'll never happen. Ah, you, Luke, you're gonna, Luke you're... Would never care about um, the Boba whatever Fett. Boba Fett's doing. Yeah, you're 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 gonna you're telling me that in some warped mind, the guy who froze your best friend uh, is somehow going to ask for that guy's help. Yeah, same timeline. Anything's possible, especially in the Star Wars universe. 
I I just say, I mean, yeah, it could happen, but when you think about the 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 personal feelings, like that would never really happen. It's just the thing. It's just business, dude. Nothing personal. <laughs> it was a bounty on on Han Solo, and he came through with that. He let Black Chrysanthemum go. So why not ask Luke Skywalker for help while fighting against this whole mafia of, of you know capitalist pigs <laughs> on Tatooine? I don't know. I think at, at this point, also Luke is. It's trying to be the 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 goat of Jedi's too. So, well, we can never know. We we don't know. We don't know what really happened after now after season two of Mandalorian and the Force Awakens with Luke, right? We we all, we all know certain parts where he has he trained his nephew and then he became a piece of shit, and you know, then we got the, the shitty the sequels after that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, anything else? We good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll get E Man back in a couple weeks. And then, yeah. hey, you guys want to change the uh, the theme song to our intro to um, Weird Al's music? Not oh, really. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta buy the rights to it. Yeah, we, we don't have the rights to that either way. Oh, so. Al's music. Why not? We should ask him. Hey, Weird Al, can we use your music? He will say no. He's so protective of all his stuff. Oh, he will say no. Not getting any airplay. He doesn't even like people taking pictures of him at cons. They don't oh. pay. He sets up that big wall in front of him. You know what I mean? He's the only guy at cons that sets up the picture wall so people can't take pictures from afar. <laughs> I didn't he even know that he goes to cons to tell you the truth. He's not ashamed of his Jufro, is it? <laughs> no, he doesn't want people like standing fifty feet back and like you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you gotta pay pay the man to take a photo up close. Man, box sixty dollars a pop right there. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Well, uh, again, uh, for all those that are tuning in, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. That way, you know whenever we got a new show. Again, let all your friends know. Um, we want to hit 200 followers on the on the YouTube so that we can do a giveaway. So please let all your friends know about the show. Follow us on IG. I'm AJ the Comic Collector. You can follow Red C List Villainous Red. You can follow Luke Luke Weeks, and you can follow Eman C List Eman. Make sure you join Luke's Facebook group RKFA Comics and go to his website. Also, rkfacomics.com. And follow the Sealess Villains Instagram accounts, Sealess Villains and the Sealess Villains podcast. Let me iterate. Hit that notification bell because sometimes when we can't record on Mondays or do a show Mondays, they'll have to go to the next day. So, you know, we, we hope that our regulars would show up on like an off-day episode to, to continue the conversation. So, yeah, yes. hit that notification. Yep. Thank you, Red, for uh, clarifying that. Um, other than that, guys, be back Mondays. I mean, yeah. Maybe, well, someone was kind of a crazy schedule, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday, so uh, tune in in two days, and uh, see you guys uh, later. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Seedless Vents Podcast. Your cultivators of the comic culture. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and email us at sealessvillains at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail or text us at 209-975-7597. Be sure to join Luke Week's Facebook group, Rare Keys and First Appearance Comics. And you can follow us on our two Instagram accounts, Sealess Villains and Sealess Villains Podcast. Lastly, follow the villains on their separate IG accounts at Luke Weeks at C-List Villainous Red at C-List E-Man and I am at AJ the Comic Collector thanks for listening and we'll see you all next time